Hello and welcome to our third podcast. My name is Paul Thompson and today's podcast deals with the Heidelberg Assistant and ease of use in the digital sector. I'm joined today by Kirsten Rabel, who is responsible for the Heidelberg Assistant, and Mark Schmitz, who is Product Manager for the Versifier. Good afternoon, Kirsten and Mark. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. Kirsten, if we can start with you, perhaps, um, could you please tell us a little bit in a few words, what, we, what are the key features of the Heidelberg Assistant? So the Heidelberg Assistant is um, the customer's digital interface to Heidelberg. So the customer can log on uh, over a tablet, laptop, whatever, over the browser to an online portal and find all his data there about equipment he bought with Heidelberg, about data around this equipment like service tickets, uh, invoices, contracts, performance data, etc., he gets all the information at a glance. That's a lot of information to hold in, in one uh, piece of software. But what are the benefits to the customer when they're using this technology? Well, I mean, he has with Heidelberg Assistant a, a reached a new level of transparency and um, openness and interaction with Heidelberg that has never been there. For example, uh, let, I, I give you a concrete example. Um, the service incident process in former times that the customer called um, someone at the call intake, explained the issue on the machine. That person created a, a ticket in our internal service ticket system. And after a while, someone called to give information about how this incident proceeded. Um, after another while, a service technician came to repair the machine, etc. So now with Heidelberg Assistant, he has a transparency over the complete process. He can open the service ticket over Heidelberg Assistant. He sees uh, his contact person, the name, uh, the last modification date of the ticket. He sees um, individual steps. He can track it actually like you can track your DHL parcel when you order something. So technical clarification or uh, service order created, etc. So he really can see it step by step yeah. from the moment he makes that original phone call to channeling it and tracking it through the various processes. So he's not sitting there thinking, nothing's happening, I'm waiting for the phone call back, where he can actually physically see um, something's going on in the background. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's even better, he can even interact with Heidelberg okay. during this process. He can still add some comments or photos or videos or tones. So everything that makes the clarification process faster and easier uh, would help. And um, yeah, so, and also, from our side, our service back office can contact the customer, for example, if he, they couldn't reach him over the phone, he can contact him over Heidelberg Assistant. Um, and it's always a, a contact between a group of people and a group of people. So several people in Heidelberg have access and several people at the customer. So it's never a one-to-one -one situation. So if someone went home or is sick or something, uh, the situation is lost because everyone sees the status of this um, interaction. But that must also be an advantage because you must be minimizing the the, the chain of, of, of people that are trying to pass information on from one to the other. So you're getting more direct and positive information and then sending a guest, the correct engineer to site to solve the problem or also the correct parts trying to do as much remotely as, as we can. Exactly. This is the target, addressing the issue to in immediately to the right person. So this is, um, this is uh, the biggest advantage. Uh, service tickets is only one 
of several use cases. You I think you're going to tell us a little bit more about those yeah. later. So. so more transparency is there, for example, also with contracts and invoices. Um, and then he can see also his performance data from Speedmaster Presses. Unfortunately, only Speedmaster Presses so far, but he can see performance data, make ready times and speed and waste and everything that is important really to track the performance. Um, he can uh, also now with the new feature that we've launched recently uh, benchmark the performance of his press with other um, presses and um, yeah. So when you say other presses, Kirsten, are you talking about presses within his own department or presses in other users in other companies around the world? Uh, presses in his own department, he, he can do anyway and he sees it really in detail. He can really select several machines and even on multi-site um, uh, for multi-site customers, it's possible really to select a machine in a, in a place, I don't know, in Germany and another one in the UK another one in the US and compare three presses to each other in terms of what I said before OEE, make ready time, make ready waste, speed, etc., net output, and so on. I, I'm a multi site and I have one location in Germany. Let's take Heidelberg. There's HDD in Germany, HUS in the US, and HUK in the UK. And we are all together and we see what we do um, among each other. And this is open and transparent. Benchmarking is um, anonymous. So benchmarking is with whatever press, and you know, you have no idea who that is because that's that's uh, that's clear that we don't want to be uh, we can't be open with competitive information from one customer to the next. That's that's for sure. But what are you comparing then? Are you just you, are you comparing that it's a six-color press with a coating unit, or are you factoring in many more um, possibilities to try to get some really accurate comparisons? Yeah, so that was in former times. Performance benchmarking was actually like that. So mm -hmm. we compared a six-color XL with the six-color XL, and we had a, a, a huge tool with all machine configuration where we could add another feature another feature, another feature of the actual machine and compare really the machine and its feature to each other. This is the perspective of the of the company that builds the machines. Our, our customers, on the other hand, have another view on this. They want to compare uh, their performance to the performance of the competitor in their market who does the same job or the same job type. So that's why we, with the new performance benchmarking, we compare different job clusters. Uh, we take different parameters like run, uh, like, uh, run length, uh, paper thickness, uh, colors, uh, spot colors, uh, varnish, etc. And we compare what what job type was done by one customer or by myself, if I look at my data and all the others out there, how did they perform with that job cluster? And it's it doesn't matter if they have a four-color press or a six-color press, if they have an Excel 106 or uh, Excel 75, they can still uh, produce the same job. Mm -hmm. And this is what's interesting for me because they are in my market and they compete with myself uh, about this job. 
So it's really based on far more accurate assumptions and comparisons rather than just the, the base of the machine. So it's far more meaningful. And I guess so that all that information is coming out of the machine live. So it's accurate information. It's not fed in manually by an operator. So the whole concept then is way more accurate and more user-friendly uh, and defining the way you, you run your own businesses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, well, I, I hope so. I mean, we, we launched the product just a few weeks ago and f- so far the feedback was pretty uh, yeah enthusiastic um, and I just hope it goes on like that and I, I have to explain uh, what we do with Heidelberg Assistant always and we did that right from the beginning first of all we start with a minimal viable product that means we start with a, some yeah a, 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 a functionality that's interesting enough to to give a lot of information, but it's still not perfect. And it probably never will because we continuously develop. Mm. And what we also do is we speak with customers all the time. So right from the beginning, we've had these design thinking interviews. Not sure if you're familiar with design thinking. Um, This is a methodology really to understand uh, the needs and the pain points of customers really in depth, not only um, asking predefined questions, yes or no, but asking open questions. Also, um, um, watch the scenario, see the working places and really emerge into their Really into their shoes and to just understand how they how they run their business, how they create um, their their um, what's their daily life. So what do they do first thing in the morning? What tools do they use? What interfaces do they have? What contact persons do they have? And and so on and so on. So we we understand really what helps and what doesn't. Um, and this is also a point that we like to stick to that. And uh, and this is how we how we continuously develop. And I guess that's the important part, isn't it? It's developing the product further, taking it to the next level. And you mentioned an interesting point about open questions. When we're children, we all op- answer or all ask open questions all the time. And as we get older, we seem to lose that ability and it's very much a closed question. And then we get closed answers. So it's interesting to see how the technology will overcome those issues. But you mentioned um, about getting access to it. How easy is it for customers to gain access to this to the Heidelberg Assistant? Uh, so uh, what we do is uh, so we the 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 salespeople in the markets um, approach customers who are interested, or they can also sign up over an online form, and then it's really easy. I mean, the, one point is we need a master administrator at customer side, so he can then create and administrate the users of the customer. So we, I don't know who is the press room manager at this and this customer or if he leaves the company and so on. So customers administrate their users themselves and therefore they need one person who is in charge of really creating and also 
it disabling users if necessary. The users get um, uh, access rights and um, uh, assigned also certain roles, uh, a role which assigns them certain rights because not everyone sees invoices, not everyone can create a service ticket and so on. So um, this is pretty easy. And then it, it goes like a normal online application. They get an email with a link. They click on the link, then they set their password and then they're in. Okay, so it sounds relatively simple. And I guess, again, the important part is different levels, different access rights. So you can withhold information within a company if you want to. So it is it is a growing system, which is fluid. Um, and I guess there's lots of exciting things coming. And I think you're going to tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Sure. I'd love to. Okay. So um, one thing I already spilled the beans, that is the performance benchmarking thing. Um, and we will even go one step further. So up to now, customers were able to see um, their performance data for their own machine. Now they can also compare the performance of their machine with other machines. And what's the next logical step is to understand how I can get better with my performance. Um, what we show at Drupa uh, first time, and which is actually a, sh a showcase, is um, an AI application um, based on neural networks, um, which is a technology that gives actual advices to the customer uh, how to get better with their performance. So in a nutshell, we have the combination of the machine data, the machine data of the, the customer plus uh, the benchmark of the peer groups and we have expert know-how and that's where we start. We create some rule-based recommendations and then the, this, the complete system goes in a so-called learning mode and continues to get better and better. So the customer gets recommendations and then they select the recommendation and go into action and really carry out what is recommended. So whenever a recommendation a recommendation is carried out, it it counts into our system as some valid recommendation because someone carried it out. After the recommendation was carried out or the action was carried out, then it gets also a star ranking by the user who says, oh, it worked really well. So five stars, it improved a lot or wow, one star, it was not so helpful or zero stars, not helpful at all. So this is like online training videos, which I guess the idea being then you can then see the results of that in the, in the data that's coming back out of the system in terms of the performance. Yeah, that's a, that's a good a comparison um, online training is for example also one thing that we will integrate in this system as well so I, I let's let me give you just one concrete example um, you have a lot of stoppers on the feeder mm -hmm. so overrunning sheets may lead to stoppers on the feeder so probably your air settings are wrong or your suction head is in the wrong place whatever so there could be many reasons so uh, we would tell you Hey, Paul, you have a lot of stoppers on the feeder. So You've seen me set a feeder before I saw then, obviously. That. Um, and then we would give you some recommendations, what could be the cause. And then you, you, for example, we give you a training video to do different settings. Um, 
And then uh, you do that. After that, you rank it and say, okay, I did it and it worked well. I give it four stars. So we track that. And then we see also your performance data. So after two, three, mm -hmm. four months, we see, oh, the number of stoppers on Paul's machine got really lower. That's cool. So this is our self-learning um, uh, or uh, intelligent um, performance advisor who will be better and better and better. And the longer it runs, the more customers we have, the more cases we have, the more intelligence the system gets. And I'm guessing from the basis of what you just told me that the system is also set up for each operator within that company. So you can then target certain training aids to that particular operator if he needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only thing is they need to have access to Heidelberg system because this is the way into this uh, application. Mm. So it will be, um, it's a little bit like having an iPhone and Siri. Hey, Siri, but without an iPhone and without access, I cannot do that. Yeah. But how easy is access? You've, you mentioned how we can get it, how it's available, how we can get hold of it in terms of costings. Um, are there big costs involved in having such a system installed in your plant? What do you think? Well, I would say logically, you would say there was a fairly hefty charge for that. You think? Oh, good. No. But you're going to tell me something different now. I will. I will. Because you're Heidelberg smiling. Assistant is actually free of charge. Free okay. of charge for every customer. I say it again, free of charge for every customer. Um, the only thing is, so we have a lot of applications free of charge, actually, like seeing my equipment, seeing invoices, contracts. Uh, and we also have some certain performance data. We have also uh, the possibility to create service tickets and so on, all free of charge, a knowledge base free of charge. But we also have some premium modules. So, you, you, Paul, you're using Spotify? Yes, I do. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. If you use Spotify and you have a basic version, I think you can listen to two songs and you cannot save anything and uh, you're a little bit yeah, stuck and you, you, you don't have the possibility really to share anything and to um, set your own playlists. I don't know. So the, the, the real advantage feature so that what you really like to do, you cannot do if you have just a basic uh, version. So you signed up for the premium version, I assume. Yeah, but and, the clever um, part of that is that you start off and you can explore a little bit. Yeah. What's this going to give my business? And you can then take it further if you think there's a benefit to it. Yeah. And I and think that's the nice thing with a system like that. Uh, that's what we did. So uh, every function that we have, we, we always give access to everyone, to every function. If it's technically possible, for example, uh, performance data are not possible for GTO from 1993. But I think that's obvious. So um, we give access to everyone, to all technologies and a, a preview or a, a simple overview or whatever to everyone. But if you want to, to really make use of the whole feature with interaction with Heidelberg and with using all of it and seeing all details, then you have to sign up um, in a certain way like service contract, license, whatever. Kirsten, that's great. And a lot of information that we've just uh, passed over to our listeners. So we'll come back to that a little bit at the end when we, when we finish talking to Mark, because Mark's been sitting there for some time now. So thank you again. Thank you for your, your input. Um, My pleasure, Paul. 
we've talked a lot about things and sharing information, sharing data. So now we'd like to talk with uh, Mark. And Mark is uh, going to talk to us a little bit about uh, Versifier. Mark is the uh, product manager for the Versifier products. Um, and he's going to answer a few questions for us today. So yes, hello, Paul. Mark. Hi. How are you doing? Yes, uh, you've got a lot to follow now because obviously Kirsten's explained a lot of the very nice facilities in uh, Heidelberg Assistant. So, what yeah, can I, I hope I, I can I can yeah do do a, do as well as her. So I'll, I'll give my best. I'm sure you will. <laughs> so what we would like to do then, obviously, is to, for you to tell us a little bit about uh, the latest versions of uh, Versifier, how mm-hmm. it's fitting in the Heidelberg program, um, perhaps a little bit about the technologies that Heidelberg are offering and where we see Versifier and digital tech technology in that uh, scenario. So over to you, Mark. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about uh, the Versifier. Yeah, sure. So uh, Versifier is our digital uh, press for the commercial market. Started with uh, Versifier back in 2011. And up to now, we yeah we continuously uh, developed the product and uh, yeah have uh, quite quite some installations worldwide and good success with the with the product but i think it's a product that's crossed a little bit into the packaging market as well as people are looking for short run production work in commercial and packaging um so is there anything significant that the Versifier offers the packaging market, for example? I wouldn't, wouldn't place Versifier directly in the, in the packaging segment. Uh, but of course, uh, one of the big advantages of, of Versifier is the application variety. And we are always uh, stressing that, uh, that people should, or customers should uh, use the, uh, the opportunities that they have with this machine to explore the, the kind of applications that the machine is capable of of doing so uh we have a big uh, variety and, and range of, of substrates that we can print on so of course there are some substrates um like um like, like thicker uh, thicker uh, cartons um le- let's say uh, for the versifier EP, which is the uh, bigger uh, model, it can print on paper up to a thickness of 0.6 millimeters or 470 um, GSM. So this is already uh, for some customers uh, sufficient to have some uh, smaller packaging uh, applications. Mm. And uh, yeah, we we also uh, did ourselves some some print samples uh, for uh, for these packaging applications, but. Uh, as said, uh, primarily uh, we are placing it in the uh, commercial uh, printing segment. Um, where then, if you're in the commercial se- segment, that's obviously a very uh, competitive marketplace that you're in there. Where do you see the advantages? Is it um, integration into the Heidelberg uh, Prenex software systems and, and and various versions like uh, Kirsten was talking about earlier? Is that really your your strong connection with Heidelberg and connecting those machines into the system? Yes, this is um, most definitely one of our big uh, big advantages with the with the Prenex DFE. Um, 
And that's the, that's the controller from, for the machine. That's the central connector for uh, all of the uh, digital printing presses and, and for the Versify into the uh, Heidelberg uh, Printnet workflow. So uh, you have uh, your, your offset equipment integrated into the workflow and also um, the, the Versifier. And the cool thing is that with the uh, with the Prenect DFE and and the Prenect workflow, you are preparing a job once. So you have your PDF file, you put it into uh, into Prenect, and then you prepare it uh, once, and then you can uh, fully flexible choose your uh, your way of output. Yeah, do you want to uh, send it uh, to the plate making for offset, or do you want to uh, print it uh, on the versifier? So still at that late stage, you can still decide which direction you want to print it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a very very flexible uh, solution for the customer to have this integrated into the workflow. Uh, but of course, uh, you can also operate diversifier. We, we call it a standalone. So uh, if you only have the diversifier and the uh, DFE controller not integrated into the uh, into the workflow. So do you see an advantage of using both technologies within the same perhaps product you're producing or Yeah, of course. So um if if you are using both technologies to print the same product, um, we have the advantages that with the Prenect DFE, uh, we have the same uh, color management uh, technology that we use also in in an offset. So we can uh, yeah with the with the color gamut of uh, Versifier make the or match the 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 look of the of the print uh, very much to the uh, to the offset uh, output so if you for example have a long run in in offset and, and need to yeah, afterwards produce a short run uh, you'd rather do that on the versifier but have a very similar uh, look of the of the product uh, regarding color or if you have maybe producing uh, for, for, for product something on the uh, on the offset machine and then afterwards uh, for example personalized content or something or add-on to the product uh, with versifier uh, you would have a have a good match there and uh, yeah you are when you're talking to your customers not really having the discussion okay uh, what was this printed offset or was this printed digitally um, you just want to offer a product and a service to the customer I think this can be uh, can be achieved with, uh, with with the Heidelberg solution because we offer in the end the digital machine offset machine and and the workflow all from one hand I think you've just shown us a good example or described us a good example of exactly where the two technologies fit together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's where it's um, a big advantage of Heidelberg having those technologies and also understanding the technologies and how they can perhaps synchronize and work together at the same time. We, of course, are always uh, working on the integration in the, into the workflow and uh, on the Prenect uh, features. So we have one thing that is uh, coming up called the digital cluster. So this is really a concept and an idea of connecting more than, than one, so, so two or more versified together and have really a, a productive cluster 
which means that you will send the jobs to this uh, cluster and uh, it will have a smart job management that will pick the jobs and distribute it to the various machines and uh, you can prioritize the jobs and uh, you you can yeah project will will analyze the job uh, regarding for example color or run length and then smartly distribute it uh, to the machine that is available so um, this is really something for industrial uh, digital printing so if you have high volumes that you are coping with so that this software gives you gives you the chance of really having a, a solid production there again you're you're pushing the boundaries of it aren't you you're pushing it a little bit beyond where it was originally and controlling the color you're um, offering customers a different solution perhaps to what conventionally has been out there and, and trying to create different uh, different applications different places for applications and also um, having the ability to control what's going on in, in the plants at the same time. So this technology is integrating in. If your digital print volume is, is growing, mm. um, at some point it's uh, not sufficient uh, to yeah, handle every job individually uh, on the press and, and have uh, lots of, of time lost there, of, of production time. But if you yeah have um if you use the the automation processes of uh Prenect and uh, yeah have a good uh, pre-press work uh, then you can really uh, yeah use the, the the digital presses to their full potential and really uh, run good uh, digital volume there and this is also important because uh, yeah even though there's quite the size difference, I mean you've you've seen the mm. versifier in comparison <laughs> to to Excel one hundred six. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a different it's a different machine, but but still versifier. Um, these machines are hungry as well and and want to print, and the quality yeah. also is uh, is good uh, or, or at the best level if you constantly are producing on these uh, on these machines. We were talking a little bit earlier about color management, um, something our customers have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. What does Pernex specifically give you in terms of overcoming those issues? One new feature that we that we have now is, for example, uh, automatic um, creation of ICC profiles. Mm-hmm. So, um, with the color toolbox that uh, that we were offering, um, you really need to have a really good color management know-how, and we know that there. Are, it's it's rare to have really these these color experts and not everybody has a not every customer has, has a good color expert at, at hand and for for creating these ICC profiles. So what we did now we have the, the possibilities of this automatic creation. So you have an uh, a device that you, you have to buy uh, separately, a spectral photometer uh, for uh, scanning in a uh, test print yeah so you print out your your media uh, your your substrate with a, with a test chart and then you scan it in and then automatically this creates the ICC profile so within uh, 5 minutes and that's yeah a big advantage for the customer because you can um, improve the um, you can improve the quality 
with, with these ICC profiles, uh, but do not really need uh, super specific color management know-how. However, if you really want to adjust and do yeah, m many adjustments of the, of the profiles themselves, then again, you would need the color toolbox, which let's say is a more advanced uh, yeah. But again, a solution for different levels. Yeah, yeah, different exactly. levels of users, exactly. different levels of competence, exactly. perhaps in a in the right environment at the right time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's good. So maybe you can help me a little bit here. If I was an owner of an offset printing company, and I was thinking about going into digital printing, what would I mm -hmm. need to consider? <laughs> that's that's kind, of, a big, kind, big kind of a big question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's see. I think first of all. Yeah, maybe also from from your experience with uh, with customers, there are barely uh, I think customers out there who only have offset and no digital at all. I think most of the customers have some kind of of digital equipment, but it's always the question: okay, what what do you want to do? What what kind of production do you want to to run with digital equipment? And I think the The first and, and yeah most important question that the customer has to ask himself, okay, um, what do I want to do with the press? What do I want to do with a digital press? What, the customer needs to have a have a plan, yeah, because you um, you need to have the jobs and you need to have the uh, volume for a digital press as well. So I think first step is to think about okay, what do I want to print and If he has an idea um, of what kind of applications, what kinds of uh, jobs they want to use the uh, Versifier for, then um, they they should buy it and uh, yeah, and, and then have the the digital volume, so to say, ready for for the machine, ready for for waiting. Because as said, um, these machines make the most sense when they're when they're running. And I guess also it. The flexibility is the key in any place, isn't it? Where if you've got flexible solutions, you can cater for your customers' needs. Yeah. Yes, of course. So uh, you, you have a you have a big uh, application range, and um, uh, I mean, Versifier can asset print on on many different substrates, but also we have uh, special formats like the uh, banner format. So that's thirty uh, three times seventy uh, centimeter, which you can. Uh, print duplex so you would have a, a six pager but you could also print uh, banners up to length of uh, one meter uh, 26 so uh, these are kind of uh, yeah also special formats and, and special applications where customers just can uh, can have ideas of, of what do they want to offer and and what kind of yeah diverse products do they they want to show their customers and how do they want to diversify their uh, offering and from a personal point of view obviously as you know i'm from a post-press background one of the advantages i see from digital is obviously it's almost instantly ready to to finish yeah so that's uh, that's of course from the Uh, from the from the printing process, uh, the sheets are dry. You can uh, you can directly get them to 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 post press. Um, however, I think that's not uh, not even the biggest advantage. Also, think about uh, sorted output. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you have your traditional offset uh, press, for example, think about you want to do do a calendar. Yeah, so in in offset you would produce um, sheet one x times yeah then she two then she three for 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 the 12 month yeah yeah um and with versifier uh, if you print that digitally uh you would print um gen the sheet for january february march april and so on and already have have it sorted and then you can uh deliver to to postpress to do the ring binding or whatever yeah, how you want to to finish the product so you're also helping in other processes down the line. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, speeding and, the process up. Yeah, short yeah, and, run work, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and just uh, thinking about the the possibilities that you that you have with the with the digital press and not trying to operate it in the same way you would operate in SX52, for example. Mark, that's great. Thank you very much for the information. Pleasure. So a big thank you to both of you again. And you'll uh, hear me again in a couple of weeks' time when I'll be talking with the uh, guys up in uh, post-press packaging. So thank you again for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you very much. (laughs) 